You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So we've been doing a series on um, each group on both sides of the ball, as well as special teams in terms of how they fared and what we expect from them in 2023. So let's finish off the offense, Cordell, with the offensive line. This is a group that um, eventually came on. I mean, they for the most part, they were pretty consistent this year. Um, we saw the return of Ronnie Stanley. We saw the emergence of Ben Powers. Um, this was a player that myself included and others was questioning um, him being able to stay on the roster um, by week one. And uh, he proved all of us wrong by being a really consistent um, left guard. Obviously, we know that Tyler Lindenbaum um, was a rookie and he finished his first year and playing really well, by the way. Um, and then, of course, Zeitler, we know what he's about. And then Morgan Moses at right tackle so to me Cordell this is one of the most consistent groups um that they have outside of running back on offense this is a group that you know they have good depth I thought um now I don't know how that's going to fare in 2023 because it's a very big possibility that Ben Powers will be leaving um in free agency um but they have guys um like a Ben Cleveland and a Fa'alele that they still have on the roster. So um, I, I just really felt like this is a big part of um, this offense and, and how well they fared, um, even when with the absence of Lamar Jackson down, down the stretch. Um, they really was one of the better units um, on this team. And uh, I don't know how this will turn out in 2023 again because of um, some potential free agent moves. But you still have to be confident, I think, with most of them projecting to be still there in 2023, that this will still be a solid group. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is one of the stronger units, not only on the offense, but on the team. I mean, and this is an elite offensive line group. I think one of the best offensive line groups in the league when they're all healthy. Ronnie Stanley is you know, obviously the biggest key in that this, this offensive line didn't start the year off great. You know, Ronnie Stanley took a while to get back onto the field. And once he was back on back out there, I mean, he was playing at a high level immediately. I think Ronnie Stanley played at a pro bowl level this year. And that's even with him, you know, probably not even probably he said he didn't feel like he necessarily played to his standard fully. Um, but that just shows you how good this guy really is. But having him over there and Ben Powers, who, you know, you think back to like training camp and mini camp, it was a left guard competition. And Ben Powers had pretty much won that competition early. I don't really think it was a competition, honestly. You get you think back to 
when we were talking to Greg Roman back in uh, training camp. I think it was maybe like the second week of camp. And, you know, he had basically acknowledged that Ben Powers was the guy at left guard. He had, he had won that job pretty easily. Um, and you're right. That no, a lot of people didn't have high hopes for Ben Powers coming into the season because to this point, we hadn't seen really anything uh, from him to lead us to believe that he could be the guy that he was this season. Right. But, you know, it's something about those contract years, man. That, that <laughs> healthy, they they dig deep and they turn into a whole nother person. And Ben Powers was just, you know, the best version of himself that we've seen to this point. And he played himself into probably a pretty nice payday to the point where I think he's outplayed any contract that the Ravens can give him right now. And they basically acknowledge that. Uh, So, you know, they're going to have a hole at left guard, figure out what they're going to do there. I know none of us are necessarily high on Ben Cleveland, but like I just said, we weren't high on Ben Powers and, Ben Powers all of a sudden showed up and showed out. So who knows? You know, maybe their left guard is on this team, and maybe it's not. We'll see how they go about uh, filling that spot. But, yeah, Tyler Linderbaum played like a pro ball. He's already one of the best young centers in the league, and there were so many question marks about him and his size and his arm length and can he play center at this level. And I always kind of got to laugh when people start questioning these guys' size and stuff as if they haven't played with their stature and their arm length and all of this, yeah. all the way up to this point. I mean, this was a dude that came from Iowa and was thought to be the best center in college football. You think yep. he got there by accident? I mean, I think he knows how to play with his body frame and with what he has at his disposal. So I never really am one of those guys that ever worry about players and how their measurements may stack up in the NFL. They, they're they're in the league for a reason. Um, and especially at the center position where it's a lot of double team in any way, I, I really wasn't worried about Linda Bond, but he was definitely really good. He struggled at times when going up and he had his hands full. He went up against a lot of the top defensive tackles in the league this year. A lot of big guys. He struggles in one-on-one situations, um, but and when he's able to double team, he, he is really good. Uh, right guard, like you said, Kevin Zeitler is as consistent as the male. Uh, is nothing that the guy can't do. He's just Mr. Consistent along yeah. that offensive line for sure. Morgan Moses, he gave them what they wanted. Stability, toughness, a guy that's going to show up and play every week. You know, this has been an offensive line that's been hampered with injuries over the last couple of years. And Morgan Moses was that one guy that they knew would be able to go out there and play at the right tackle spot every week. So, yep. you know, he he did his job. He was available, um, may not have been uh, on his A game the entire year, but definitely more, he was, he was more good than not, I yeah. would say, this past year. And then you look at some of the young guys, you know, uh, Falele, Daniel Falele, yeah. uh, who was supposed to be a project this year, he ends up getting put out there. Um, I mean, he had to, right? <laughs> because right. Uh, he, because he, he, of Bakari going down while right. um, we didn't see um, Ronnie Stanley, so he kind of had to be put out in the fire, and um, he actually played pretty decent in, in, in the in the interim. Yeah, I mean, and they had to give him some help and 
stuff like that. I mean, he's still a work in progress. Right. He's still a project for sure, but he's got the size to be able to be used how they want. And hey, maybe he could be the dark horse for the, the left guard spot. I mean, he is a tackle, but it's not out of the realm for the Ravens to try to play this guy at a different position. We've seen them do it plenty of times. Um, so I would not be surprised if he's kind of a, a dark horse candidate to be at the left guard spot. But overall, I, I mean, you still got Patrick McCarry as well. You you feel good, I think, about the offensive line as long as their starting five are going to be able to go. They still have to feel, figure out that left guard spot. Um, but considering the shape of the rest of the offensive line, I, I hopefully whoever the new left guard will be will kind of fit like a glove. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you do wonder how they're going to go about doing that, whether it be with the guys that they have or whether do they, you know, go through um, the draft to do that. And I, I keep saying the draft is if they only they, – they have five draft picks. They don't right. have many. So they have to really pick and choose what it is that they're going to um, get in this upcoming draft. But um, I, it, it, for the most part, this offensive line looks to be intact. Um, and that's what you have to look forward to in a good way because they were so they were they were so consistently good um, for this season this past season. So you know, you, depends on how they see this. Depends on if they want to make Faalele the guy at, at left guard. I mean, I would love to see the big guy come in and do some work. I feel like he nobody's going to want to. Uh, tackle him. I mean, you know what I mean? Nobody's yeah. going to want to like try to pull rush him. He's a big dude. He ain't yeah. a little guy. Um, and, and, you know, Ben Cleveland is a guy that I think that we had expectations for. And in the beginning, he didn't have, he didn't really, you know, commit to the expectations that, that people had for him. But when we saw him, when they did put him in play, uh, whether it was jumbo packages or whatever, I thought that he did a really good job in those situations. So, you know, it'll be interesting, you know, to see if they try to start rotating him as well and see how that goes. But obviously this is going to be a team that needs a little bit more depth um, there, you know, because of Ben Powers potential exit from the Ravens, they're going to have to find a way to solidify, solidify more offensive linemen, because as we know, this is a team that loves to run the football. Um, they, they're very big on trenches. And I, I agree with that logic. I think that you have to believe in trenches if you believe in winning football games. And so if you are losing a left guard, what are you doing to replace that guy? And so that your offensive line doesn't essentially miss a beat. Yeah. I mean, and they can, regardless of who the new offensive coordinator is going to be, they, they need this offensive line to be elite. Lamar yep. Jackson has been hurt the last two seasons on the back end of the year. Uh, protection has been a problem in both of the, plays that he got injured on um, they're going to have to make sure that offensive line is on point if they want to get the best version of not only him but J.K. Dobbins all of these guys uh, and the, the Ravens offensive line is they know that I mean these guys were really good they, I, I really think at various points this year they really showed off how just how athletic 
they were as a unit, just masterclass pulling uh, the, the run blocking schemes were just incredible for them this year. I, I think the Ravens definitely need to find a way to keep a lot of their run stuff uh, in there just because it highlights how good this offensive line can really be. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's no secret. The NFL is definitely one in the trenches. The rate, the offensive line is a position that the Ravens uh, do take serious. Yes. They don't take a, a lot of positions groups serious, but the offensive line is one of them. Uh, the <laughs> That's a little shade. There's a little shade there, but, uh, you know, yeah, but, hey, I understand. <laughs> it's one of their – we know they have their high-prioritized position groups, cornerback, middle linebacker, uh, tight end, running back. Offensive line is definitely a part of that. Uh, uh, group as well. So, you know, I, I do think that he, they'll take that left guard spot seriously. And I, whoever they put in there, I mean, they, they've earned my trust to, you know, if they trust that guy to be the starter, so do I. Absolutely. So, you know, this is a, a, a something that the fans and the front office can feel, I think, some type of resolve about in terms of like not feeling the pressure that they felt in 2022, um, excuse me, 2021, when you really saw, you know, so many guys injured um, on that offensive line. I think that, that this past season gives you hope that, that those problems are behind them and that adding depth at this point is the most important thing, but that the nucleus of what they have is in place and um, that they can hopefully find a suitor that will take the place of Ben Powers if he leaves the organization. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week. We'll start with the defense next week. Um, we'll talk about the, the 2022 defense guys, and we will talk about their potentials and what we see them doing in 2023. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. Winning Drive.